welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most informational and entertaining auto detailing podcast, hosted by Marshall Hill of Total Auto Solutions and DJ Patterson of Eco Green Mobile Detailing. Grab a pint and enjoy. Hi, this is Parker. I want to see you in the community pub on Wednesdays at 7.30 Central. The Zoom ID is 918-800-1188. Again, that's Wednesday at 7.30 Central. The Zoom ID is 918-800-1188. Come on. Tell me you can't just have one. Hey, welcome to another edition of Helping Young Detailers. And this is now mid-November 2020. Nick, uh, we took the poll last week on the uh, podcast, the regular Wednesday night podcast. We took the toll uh, because at that time, it was Wednesday. There was a lot of people that were happy and there was a lot of people that were angry. Uh, Just curious, Nick, uh, were you happy or were you angry on uh, Wednesday morning? Well, Marty, you know me pretty well. I actually didn't know. (laughs) Um, I had to be told that it was an election uh, by you on Monday. Um, I didn't really know. And then my guys reminded me Tuesday and then no, I mean, we, we haven't followed it. I pretty much text you and said, Hey, did you, did you get any results? Uh, you text me a couple things and that's, that was my connection to everything. So, you know, like I've said before, I mean, you know, hopefully everybody, whoever you wanted to win one, and if they didn't, you know, move on and run your business, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, you could go into a lot of other things is what could do. So why do you, why do you do it the way you do it? Uh, because I've never had a president affect my money, meaning whether I can be successful or whether my business can succeed or whether I can succeed when I was working for people or it seems like a waste of my time. So, you know, honestly, that that's where I come out on it is, is if I felt like I could do something, I would, but it's completely out of my control. And I realize other people feel differently than that. And they want to get really fired up. But, you know, there's a lot of people that think that since now uh, the current president isn't in, that they're going to have a brighter four years. And let's hope that that's the case for them. But if it isn't, I'm going to be really interested to see how they try to blame someone else and point the finger. And here's what I know. I mean, you're still going to have to feed your family. You're still going to have to run your business. So that's why we're here. Uh, basically, it became a uh, what I think we would call that a mindset. Yeah, hundred percent. And again, if I could, if I could make change, you know, if I really had control of something, it's worth a conversation. But I haven't met a detailer yet that has a single control over what goes on at Pennsylvania Avenue. Do you? <laughs> um, nope, nope. Have yet, <laughs> have yet. I myself. Maybe you're, hey, I if my, you're out there, let me know. <laughs> I, I I myself found it. Uh, well, it was in the Obama second term. I was going to go vote. And I sat in line and went, does my vote really even matter? In Oklahoma, does my vote matter? And I've got a customer that's waiting on me. I'm out. I never went back. Yeah. Never went back. Yeah. Now I take heat from people. Oh, well, you vote local. I get it. That requires me to read. Requires me to study. <laughs> requires me to do things that I, I just... I have no desire to, to wonder what's going on with local politics, but. And I don't think most people are informed, even if they think they're informed, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. That's the other part. I, I mean, I don't want to go through the work it takes to really understand what all those state questions are. 
And you're right. I would really venture any anybody that has a business that goes and spend the amount of time that it would take. There are going to be some, but majority of people are just going to go, Hey, what should I vote on state question? Such and such. Yeah. Or, you know, I just don't like this guy. You know, he, he sounds like a jerk. Like, well, Did okay, you ever used a... to pick him by the names? All right. Remember uh, the movie? Uh, what was the movie? Uh, Coming to America? Was it? No. What's the, What's the where, where he runs and 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 wins an office chair based off of his name? It was something like Bill Smith or something, and like people just picked him <laughs> because he had the most common regular name. Like that was a movie. I don't, I, I don't remember what it was. I don't know, but uh, to tell you the truth, I've never done it. It's never you made. Never sense voted. No. Okay. It's never made sense to me. Like if somebody it. can make sense of it in a, in a high IQ way. Great. But I mean, people are talking about whether their vote gets counted this time. You think that only happens this time? I mean, you have some nitwit putting things through a Scantron. I mean, how did that make sense 20 years ago? It doesn't make sense at all. You know, all the USPS brings these things in. I knew this 20 years ago. I mean, so I wasn't going to wait in line. I mean, that's ridiculous. I got things to do. <laughs> You know, it, none of those people are paying my bills. That's why I've always looked at it. And and look, if people are really into it, great for them. It's just not something I'm going to waste my time on. So we, we want to dive in. This is going to be a good kind of segue to last episode. Thanks for letting us know your views on politics and voting. Uh, <laughs> I think nobody could ever ask again, right? It's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, sure. Which I'm glad we got that out of the way for many years to come. We can go, hey, just rewind it back to that one. You'll figure it out. <laughs> All right, uh, so we want to dive into customer-centric detailing. It's a bit of a uh, confusion for some and some feedback that we get as well as, uh, you know, well, what about this or what about that? Yeah. Well, so that's what we thought. You know what? Instead of being talking heads, we want to dive into practicality. I think you and I are trying to do some numbers earlier. Uh, I, you know, you're much better at math than I am. What number did we get to the combined amount of years in detailing? Uh, 40. 40. 40 years. So uh, 22 uh, for you. Yeah. And 18 for you, essentially. Yeah. Um, so 40 years. I mean, it's it's a lot of time. And, you know, have seen the industry evolve from rotary to different interior cleaners and all purpose not being as, you know, uh, damaging as it once was. We've seen degreasers change. I mean, we've seen a lot, right? I mean, 40 years it, is a lot of time. One of the products that revolutionized a brief moment was the color changing wheel cleaners. Yeah. Yeah. Magically removing iron from everything that it touches. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was... That was big. I mean, you look, the DA was the biggest thing that happened, you know, in our time of detailing for anybody's actually, uh, the DA kind of allowed people to feel comfortable. Like they weren't going to burn through a panel in two seconds, which really doesn't happen by the way, but everybody felt like it did. Cause some, you know, non-user told them, Oh, you're going to burn, you're going to burn the paint, you know, but yeah, that was, I mean, it's been a long time, man. 40 years combined is a lot of different years and experiences from around the country for sure. So, so would you, is that would, if I go, Hey, biggest, biggest thing in the industry, since you've been around, you would go DA. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm sticking yep. to color changing wheel. Cleaners. That's what I'm sticking <laughs> with. Man. I'm sticking with it. 
Most amazing. Yeah. All right. One of the uh, one of the things that when we're looking at being customer centric, uh, first we've got to understand. I think a very practical point would be that if you're a service based business, then you have to be thinking customer centric first. Like, oh, yeah. there is no other way around about it. And I think the reason why I feel like I needed to bring that up is over the past years, we have had a view, meaning Nick and I, I won't speak all the way for himself. He can tell me if he feels otherwise, but I feel like over the past uh, bit, we've had a mutual idea that, you know what? It seems to be there's a large majority of the detailing industry that's moving away from the customer I'm moving solely over to what a brand rep or salesman is forcing down upon the detailer. Yep. And, and if we're service-based, service-based has to be customer first. That starts with a mindset of understanding the industry, but also at being able to then look inside your own company and doing things as a company <laughs> that does set yourself as a customer-centric business. So we want to go into then some very practical things for detailers, things that we're seeing in the industry, things that, uh, that we would definitely point out immediately of, listen, here's an exact, well, an exact thing that maybe a brand might be telling you, maybe a salesman might be telling you, or maybe just a philosophy. Yeah. Philosophy, a misnomer, things that have been going on that we want to, you know, hey, let's let's just go ahead and take a stake in it. Let's, let's plant yeah. it down in the ground. If you're going to be based in service and going to have a customer as the mindset, you know, these are the things that we should do. So, Nick, yeah. I think it's going to be a very practical episode. I think there's going to be a lot of value. Uh, you, yeah. We want to start out number one, right out the gate. Number one, right out of the gate biggest problem that you've seen? Well, let's talk about something that's actually pretty basic, but look at how coding companies have distorted it. Let's talk about coding maintenance. Mm. Okay. We see a lot of posts around coding maintenance. Some people take it to the extreme where they make you believe a coding is the most delicate thing on the planet. And the other extreme is, Hey, it's anybody can, maintain a coding it's not rocket science nine uh, h hardness you can hit it with a lighter but if you don't yeah. use the right soap yeah 100 percent. so here, here's the crazy thing brands major coding brands have made people believe detailers i should say we need to specify that that they're not in the coding maintenance business that Hey, here's what you do. You put the coating on, you send your customer home with a couple tips on how to keep it up. The coating is fine. Well, then that customer comes back to the detailer who installed it. And we oftentimes see the post that says, this is ridiculous. It's so easy to maintain your coating. How dare you not do it? You yeah. can go down the street and get stuff and you can do this and you can do that. And that all sounds good. But from a customer centric business, if they paid a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars for a coating installation and paint correction, here would be my question. What makes you believe that that person that paid two or three thousand dollars for a coating is going to want to maintain the coating? Where does that even make sense? Yeah. Because here's what I hear all the time. Well, there's a lot of hobbyists out there. Well, I've been to every car show that they have, and people that are at car shows love their car. The problem is they don't know what they're doing. Even if you tell them, what to do. 
Well, I, I spent 15 minutes and I showed them when I, when I gave them their car, exactly what to do. Okay. There's a lot of detailers. I know that can't wash the car properly. I know somebody that runs training at a tool company that, that has admitted on camera. I don't know how to properly wash a car. So your customer's going to know when there's a high likelihood that you don't know how to do it properly. Why did we pass this off? Because coding companies said, you don't have to worry about maintaining it. Just put it on, go to the next guy, put it on, go to the next gal, put it on, do another one. And we're going to help you and we're going to feed you leads and we're going to do all these great things for you. Right? Well, the problem is when you see these posts of, again, it's so easy to do. I don't know why my customer didn't do it. It's because the customer doesn't want to do it. The customer doesn't want to be a detailer. They hire you to be the detailer. But the issue becomes we're now to a place where the mindset of a lot of people, and this is going to change, and it is changing very rapidly. People are seeing the flaws in this business model. But the thing that people aren't adding together is the mindset of, I do something for somebody, I should care for it for that person, not put everything on them. That doesn't really make sense. Even when you say it out loud, it doesn't make sense. Yet people are trapped in their shop or trapped in their mobile unit and they're talking to a certain salesman or they're watching a certain video online from a brand and they're being talked into things that when you say them out loud over a beer, like you and I may do with that detailer, they're like, yeah, you know, I, I never really, I guess it doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense. The bottom line is somebody paid thousands of dollars for a coding, you know, and you don't do anything to help them maintain the coding. And then you bitch and moan that they didn't listen to you. Well, you also missed out on financially benefiting from maintaining the coding. Yeah. So there's just a mindset that's so set it and forget it. You know, you remember that old thing with the oven or whatever it was it, where, where detailers want to do the work and then they want to throw the car off the deep end and say, I hope this all works out for you. I mean, where does that mindset make sense? And by the way, all the money you're missing out on by having that mindset of, Oh, it's so easy to, 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 you know, maintain a coding. This is ridiculous. Okay. Well, it's easy to fix plumbing in your home, but most people hire a plumber. It's easy to do your landscaping, but people hire landscapers every day. Why in the world is because it's easy. Why don't you want to make a buck off something that's so easy? I'm, I'm confused by the whole thing. And it's just a mindset of, again, I, I, I put the coding on. Now I want to push you off the cliff and I, I'm confused by that mindset. And that's where I think the mindset for me has been confusing, right? I'm with you on that part. Like I, over the years when I've come out and stated and, and had, you know, very opinionated views of trying to sell somebody a $2,500 coating. And it was like a trophy over the past years. And you would show up to SEMA, you'd show up to mobile tag, you'd be in groups. And it was like, who's putting the, the most layers on who's doing the most this, Oh man, I got a $4,000 ticket. And I just, I kept just going, man, but where's that mindset of always one nighting somebody? Where's them? I don't just, I just never really understood why somebody would not want to then capture them to keep them in their, in their customer base, to keep them in their cycle, to keep them in their money. Right. Why would you, I could get it one night with a girl, right? Unless it's yeah. really, really great. If it's, if it's really, really great, you probably want to go for that second night, don't you? 
look, but you're right. I mean, it's a good analogy. Like why are guys so eager to get the customer away from them? That's what it seems like to me. What, what is the eagerness and the mindset behind, I put this coding on, I know that you're an accountant with four kids and you just like your car to be nice. And I'm wondering why you don't have two hours to wash your car every weekend, because again, it's going to take you a long time because you're not seasoned at this. Like, where's the confusion? The confusion is they don't want to do it. Yes. Yeah. So the confusion is in the mindset of where they should be as a business. Should their mindset be on themselves as a company? And what would each ticket, right? If I can get a ticket and I can get this ticket and man, my fucking ticket average is $1,583. Well, that's awesome. That's a great ticket average. But that's a mindset that's not centered around their customer. If your mindset is not on ticket price and is on the customer, then it doesn't matter what your ticket price is. It could be a $4,000 ticket and then next month be another $4,000 ticket for the same guy. Why does it matter? It shouldn't matter how much it is, whether that's a hundred bucks or 4,000. You should get that same or less, but keep that customer weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, put them on a every, I mean, something. Why yep. pass them off? What? And the reason why, here's the reason why I think, is their mindset goes, not on the customer of how beneficial it would. Your, your great quote is, why would somebody want to drive around in a dirty car? Why wouldn't they want to drive around in a clean car? Well, because it's going to take a lot more work. I'm going to have to now hire somebody. And that's not detailing, right? Detailing has been defined as I'm doing this up here and I'm getting this big. But that guy's going to have to clean rims and he's going to have to shampoo the carpets if they need it, you know, He's going to have to wash the car. That's not detailing. So I'm a detailer. I can't, I can't have that in my company, right? Yep. I can't take photos. I can't do this. I can't, somebody might see, right? These are all the things that have been coming out. These are all the stuff that people are saying. And what is it? It has nothing to do with the customer. The mindset isn't about the customer. The mindset is about their weakness as an individual their weakness as an owner to actually build in a, a training program, to actually build in a customer retention, but you know, to actually then take their business and run it. That's a difference because that's, it's, it's harder to do. It's much harder yeah. to run a business than. To, well, and look, and a lot of guys have the mindset of, they want to stand behind a polisher. They believe that's what makes them a detailer. Yeah. And we've talked to many people, Marty, and this is one of the cool things you've started to talk to more and more people. You had a pop-up deal last Tuesday. You have your Wednesday podcast. You're bringing people on. Your content is, is now moving towards talking to a lot of people here recently. Here's what the mindset's changing. These people that have bought into these big coding companies, they're looking around going, uh-oh. Yeah, it's been a few weeks for me. Yeah, I've got some problems. Yeah, uh, things are slow. Because guess what? Those people that sold you have never built a detailing business. And so your mindset is based off of, and this is something I've said multiple times over the year, and I know everybody's going to forget that I say it, information matters and who you get that information from matters. And a guy that's been in the business five minutes selling coatings knows nothing about building a detailing company. It's not his fault. He's there to sell you a coating. The problem is they've taken, coating companies have done something pretty slick here. They've made you believe they're the expert. Go ahead. 
I guarantee you this, there's not a single person in any single coding company that I've ever met that can talk to me to de- talk to me about detailing for longer than five minutes. And I've talked to every major brand and they've sent their best people to talk to me. No offense. I can list them off. I can tell you the people's names. I can tell you the VP, the president, the CEO, the people that have called me. They're clueless. Very nice people. Very nice people, but they have a niche in this business to sell me a coding, not to tell me what to do with my business. And so many guys have bought in to a bunch of people, mindset-wise, who have no idea what they're talking about. And I think that's really where this jumps off is they just don't know what they're talking about. So, all right. Mindset being customer-centric. First off, we're definitely going to go. That was an easy one for us. We we love the yeah. ceramic coating scam. Uh, oh, yeah. And we, lo- we, we love how it's becoming uh, uh, enlightened and, and more people are starting to go, oh, you know, so, hey, easy one for us to jump right off the bat and get because that, that's one we go after. All right. Number two, this is interesting. Uh, I think this gets extremely practical. Now, if you're a shop guy, hey, might, you know, might just listen to nuggets of this one. This is mostly yeah. for a mobile detailer right here. Uh, if you're going to be customer centric and you pull up to your customer's house, how do you get water and how do you get power? Yeah. So I I see some crazy claims online. Well, you can get your detailing business started for $12, you know, go buy this towel, go buy this and you can start your detailing business for 50 cents, you know, all kinds of crazy shit you see online, you know, and, and look, it gets a click. The guy has thousands of views or the people have thousands of views. Like I'm not mad about it, but it's hilarious. Uh, you know, we kind of set a benchmark and told guys, Hey, save up five grand to start your mobile business. That's if you didn't, ha- that's if you did have a truck already. Right. Uh, more, if you didn't, you remember, we go back to our financial discussion, um, how to properly set up your business. So we gave guys the blueprint, you know, the issue is, is if you're customer centric and your, your mindset's in the right place, you can't plug in for, for power. You can't use their water. Uh, a, you probably shouldn't be using their water cause I'm sure it's not deionized. Uh, so it could water spot, especially out here in the sun. It's a no go, uh, and, and, you know, winter or excuse me, summertime in Tulsa would be the same thing. You have, you don't have spot free water. Things can really go awry for you pretty quick on that GM black paint or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so, I never washed with DI water when I was mobile. Really? Yeah, no, we, <laughs> we, co- we couldn't do that out here. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just too big a risk. Yeah, yeah, I get it. We just, it, it wasn't DI'd. I mean, oh, two, I never, there was Oklahoma. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, it's just too big of a risk out here. You yeah. know, the sun can get, if, you know, the sun can get and just bake on a paint really quickly. I mean, you could just have a headache. There's really yeah. just, and the other thing is it's time, right? You know, spot-free water saves you time as a business. You know, you don't have to be so concerned. You know, you, if it dries on there, it's no big it deal. It makes sense now, right? I think you guys even have places you go and get it. Yeah, uh, we buy it. Yeah, yeah we buy it and I know day. there's detailers that have started opening up, you know, so if you're a mobile guy and there's a shop that has a DI, I mean, there are detailers that are allowing other detailers to come in and, and buy water. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely say do it if you could, you know, I'm just saying yeah. we just, I never, I never had that, yeah. never had that option. Uh, oh, got it. So here, here's what I would say is that, you know, when you bring your own stuff, the customer knows you care, right? You're not mooching. You're not, giving them an uneasy feeling. And I know everybody's like, well, it's how you present it to them. Well, how are you going to present? Hey, can I steal some power? Hey, can I steal some of your water? 
I don't see how that's customer centric. A generator is fairly affordable. Pressure washers are fairly affordable. Uh, if you can't do those simple things, you maybe need to just pump the brakes on your business a little bit. I'm not saying put it off forever, but get your money in line because you got a big issue. Um, so no, I don't think it's customer centric to use other people's power when a generator is fairly affordable for what you get in the, in the amount of years it'll last if you take care of it. So, uh, you know, we have generators that last years and years and years and years and years because we properly maintain them, whatever. So I, I don't see the point in this and I don't think there's anything customer centric about plugging in an extension cord at your customer's house or business or anything like that. All right. So, so let me play the other side because uh, I did. Uh, I, I had my own generator. I had my own water source. You could see the big giant tank. My, I, I was on a single axle trailer, bad move. First of all, do double axle. Uh, uh, but then I had a big giant water tank, right? So they could see the water, but I would still get asked all the time. Hey, do you, do you want, do you want some water? Uh, Yes. Like, I mean, I would just take it because if they, if they want to give me and they ask me, Hey, do you want the water? Like I never thought of it as being, you know, uh, not, not appearing to be professional. I mean, I, I showed them what I needed and then if they offered it, I would take it. If they would go, Hey, there's an outlet over there, but I've got a generator. Well, I mean, you can just use the outlet. I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, thoughts. I mean, is that a, you know, I'm I sure there's never, detailers look, I, that yeah, I've been, sure I've been offered. That, yeah. I've been offered. I, still I, say I, no. Yeah. I just said, Hey man, you know, look, we we're, we're all self-contained here. I really appreciate the offer. You know, it, I always wanted, I, I've always wanted people to believe we were different. And so I operated self-contained. I made sure everybody knew that. And I, you know, I've had the same offers as you and I'm not telling guys, look, you can, everybody can take these conversations and say, Hey, that doesn't fit for me. You know, I don't agree there. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but here's what I'll tell you. I never took anybody's power. So, you know, nobody can ever come back to me or say about me or say about my business. Hey, you know, you should have seen what that guy did. You know, I, he, he was at my house. He had to, you know, use his own, he had to use my power with his extension cord. Cause let me tell you that stuff gets around and that stuff does get said and it does get misconstrued. They leave out the part where they offered you. You know, if you have a bad customer interaction, which if you're in business long enough is going to happen, it's just another thing they have on you. And let me tell you, I just never wanted that. I always wanted their experience to be the same experience that I gave the guy down the street, that I gave the person in the other development, that I gave the person, you know, two weeks from now. And so I just cared about that consistency. And I thought that always had the customer in mind. If they knew when I pulled up the exact experience I was going to give them it, that's down through the book, right? It's down all the way to how we pull up the, the clothes we wear. It, it was just everything. And so I think power and water and all that goes into the experience. And, and I understand that people may not agree with that, but it, it's so inexpensive. There's very little reason not to, not to bring that stuff with you. Uh, so I got a message. This is cool. I, I guess I can't see Maybe I should switch over to the Facebook live part. How do I do that? What was I say? Cause uh, I got a message from somebody that was watching, uh, said, I still hook up to people's power, but I can do waterless if I need to. Yeah. 
hopefully it works for you. Like I said, my, my reason for doing it was I want a customer experience that is consistent for everyone. And there are going to be some people that will offer me power and some that won't. And there'll be some people that offer me water and some that won't. So I just found it easier. And again, as, as you, Marty, one thing we should probably say at the beginning of every one of our episodes, and I appreciate this question, this is for scalability. This is for building a company into a bigger company. As you become bigger, you can't have guys walking with extension cords up to people's homes and in their garages and looking for power all the time. And I can tell you this, we got a lot of mobile companies here that do that. And those companies in my customer base are looked upon in a certain way. And I, you know, I just don't want to be a part of that. This is for building a company into a bigger company. Let's maybe try that some other time. What happened? Did you lose Facebook? I don't know. Keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that I, I appreciate where this guy's coming from, but everything we do is about scalability and building a company. You can't have employees walking into people's homes. I'm just telling you, you'll talk uh, to your insurance agent and they'll be like, yeah, we can't have that. We're not going to insure that. It's just the bottom sense. line. Yeah. I, and I, I think for me, I look back now and I could, I could definitely go, I could see I was a little, a little unprofessional. Yeah, it's not but, uh, massively also, unprofessional. It's just a little unprofessional. And a little unprofessional starts to build in your company. Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I don't think it's the most unprofessional thing we see. I just think it's a tiny bit unprofessional, which means somebody has something to look at your company as unprofessional that you don't need to do. That's the thing. If, if, if a generator costs 50 grand, then you'd be like, hey, look, man, I'm not going to buy one. A good generator is five, six, seven hundred bucks, and it lasts you years in business. That's my point. It, it, you know, again, I appreciate what this gentleman said in his in his comment. Here's where he doesn't understand. When you start talking to your insurance agent about having your employees walking around someone's house looking for power, they're not going to insure your business. Plain and simple. So, if you want to scale, you need to start building systems that allow you to scale your business. And if we're just going to think like we're talking customer centric, right? So thinking of the customer, the easiest thing to do is completely, like you said, be self-contained. You don't need anything from them. Yeah. And you get to offer them, Hey, this is why my service is different. I know Billy Bob over here does it the different way, but look how cool my setup is. I mean, it's a small thing. And so, like I said, it's, we realize it's not the most unprofessional thing we come across, but a tiny little bit of unprofessional nature in your business is going to be remembered by some of your customers. And that's just not what you want. All right, number one, well, the last but not least, the last yeah, and most important, the go. number one, I had the big one. We already, we already had the off the bat one, but all right. If we're thinking customer-centric, only thinking about the customer, do we have to correct their vehicle before we put a protectant on it? Does the customer want that, Marty? If the customer wants it, should we? Well, I think it's pretty logical. There is a very, very real way to give people protective services like wax, sealant, coating, doesn't matter, uh, without correcting a car. 
And matter of fact, that correcting a car before applying a sealant or wax was never the commonplace. Never, ever. Okay. Anybody that tells you different has what didn't live back then in this industry. Right. People used to wax their car every month, literally every month. I had people I know that waxed their car every week. Yep. That's what okay. I was going to say. I've known it. Yeah. Okay. I remember guys with classic trucks and you, you name it. People that just cared about their daily driver, waxed their car weekly. But most people did it every month. It was a habit in a lot of communities. They never had a polisher in their hand. Really? Yeah. It's bubbly, not a beer, but <laughs> they, they never, they never had a polisher in their hand. So what happened is once again, we get back to a bunch of people telling you things to do that weren't actually detailers. Now, the argument on the other side is, can everybody benefit from a paint correction before we put a coating on? The answer is absolutely yes. Okay. Nobody on this program has ever told people don't do paint correction. Okay. But I can tell you, if your business is big enough, you're going to have some unlikely people tell you they don't give a rip about paint correction. And I've given this example many times. We take care of as many Ferraris as anybody in the United States, and I'll put that on anybody. Okay, we have a good relationship with a lot of different Ferrari dealerships. I got a lot of Ferrari customers. I'm very happy. It's my favorite car. Great. Here's the craziest part that people don't realize. I have Ferrari customers who are like, I do will never buy paint correction. I'm going to trade this thing in. I don't give a care. It's $500,000 car. They don't care. It's not just a Honda Civic owner that doesn't want paint correction. It's literally everybody. And if you do business long enough, you'll come in contact with people that own 15-year-old cars that'll get paint correction. And then you'll have a guy that buys a $500,000 car. He's like, I'm not paying for paint correction. Just you know, slap some wax on it. You're going to come across all different types. So if you're customer-centric, why would I turn Ferrari owners away who are going to pay me a lot of money to do services, pay me top dollar, to, to apply a coating, why would I turn them away? I, I've never quite understood this because again, when protective services were offered 10 years ago, we never said, Hey, before you put that six month sealant on, <coughs> before you hand apply that six month sealant, you got to make sure to do paint correction. What right, so, flipped? Well, so the flip I think is coating companies say that you're going to lock that in then. If you don't correct it, it's going to be locked in for five years, seven years. Lifetime. Yeah, but you can still you can still mar the coating. The coating can still Nick, get messed up. Nick, 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 <laughs> this has nothing to do with after their coating goes on. Oh, got it. Sorry, <laughs> my fault. My bad. This is my bad. Only You're to right. Put a coating on, not after. I was using too much common sense. That. Um, yeah. So, so again, if you go back and you talk to guys and I know specifically a really popular detailer that he's a wax guy, still loves to wax cars. Okay. But he puts a bunch of coatings on in his business, but all his personal cars loves to wax them. It's like a therapeutic thing for him. Here's what I say to him. I'm like, Hey, I know you put wax on your car every month. Do you correct it every month? He's like, well, no, that's ridiculous. I said, but you told everybody on your YouTube channel that you're going to Never, ever tell somebody to put a coating on a car ever in any circumstance when you clay bar a car without polishing it. Don't ever clay bar a car and then not polish it. Just put the coating over the crunchy bits. Loves to wax cars. Look at the dichotomy. He waxes his own cars all the time. Doesn't correct them before that protective service. 
but his own clients and millions of people watching online, he says, oh, you might as well just put the coating over the crunchy bits. Don't even clay it because you got, you got to polish it at that point. Well, he doesn't even believe that in his own. He, he grew up in the wax world. So this is what people need to realize. This has become a made-up thing, right? We never, ever, ever believed this until coatings came on the market. And all they are is a protective service. That's all that they are. It's just a different type of protection, plain and simple. I think you know it and I know it. it is it a, a, more, a, a far superior protection than waxes and, and sealants? Yeah. I mean, we know we can get more time out of them, but they still have the same reality that they're just a protective agent that we're, we're wiping on the surface. I'm confused by how we got here other than a whole bunch of people that don't know what they're talking about are giving advice and creating a mindset in our industry that didn't exist five to seven years ago when we were talking about a sealant. So customer centric, if we're thinking customer first, the, the issue with forcing a correction down on a customer, well, it's like when you go to a restaurant and they force stuff on your plate and it's stuff you didn't really want, does that leave you going to the restaurant going, man, I loved all that shit I bought. Or do you go, man, you know, I, you know, I, I would have been fine with just what I wanted. For me, I like to just get what I want. And, and if the salad or whatever I'm getting has a bunch of other random shit on it that I don't want, I generally like to take that off. Me as a customer of the establishment. So, so if I'm a detailer thinking customer first, I've got to put myself into their shoes based on also then the way I'm in the shoes of other businesses. Right. If I don't like people forcing things down on me, how would customer centric be forcing something down on them that they don't really need? You know, we started years ago, but and that 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 happened out of, you know, we started with Ceramic Pro. We started selling their stuff and they forced. We were mandated. Right? And even today, right on the community pub and on the what you mentioned on last Tuesday, the the, the, the election pop-off where different detailers got on and, you know, gave their hot button topics. And, and that was one of them is the things that ceramic coating companies have tried to force down onto detailers. And that was one of them. So, so my customers that weren't used to doing it, what did I do as a business? I forced my customers. All right. Hey, I got this really great protection that I'm going to put on there. But before I do that, and I sold them on all that, before I do that, I now got to go through this multiple time, I mean, multiple hours, multiple steps, I mean, multiple cuss words. I mean, I've got to get all the way down, and yeah, a lot of beer too, multiple, yeah. all the way down to this 90% as a minimum. Mandated by somebody thousands of miles away from you. And- and did that customer, did he, did he really want that? Or did he take it because he trusted me that he, that he needed it? Right. But then when he gets in his car and he drives away, did he look at it and go, Man, I'm sure I'm sure glad I paid that extra 400, that extra 800, that extra 12, whatever it is for correction. Whereas if I would have just done a really great one step, 
you know, now that would be definition of correction or not correction. And I get it, but yeah. I would have just polished over it, made it brighter. I didn't remove everything, but that maybe that's what the customer wanted. So well, I started, customer, I started well, hold going, on, what if, hold on. What if the customer didn't even want the one step? Well, there you go. No, I'm just saying that's the way I was going in my mind. I was going, okay, well, what if, so then I start asking a question and I go, Hey, tell me what your paint looks like. Customer would pull up the car, they get out. Hey, we talked about, yeah, you got the appointment at nine o'clock. Yeah, great. Hey, let's walk around your vehicle. Tell me about it. Oh, I got this, this, I got love this car. I did it. Yeah. All right. When you look at the paint, tell me what you see. Oh, my paint looks great. Yeah, it yeah. looks this, you know, Hey, or, well, it's, you know, I could, I could use a little more shine to it. You know, I, I could, you, you know, some people would say that Yeah. for the most part, what I would hear was, Oh man, Listen, I like the way it looks. I just want that protection. Yeah. I mean, by the way, that, that was the are. old that was the old wash and wax mentality, right? People were like, hey man, I just want protection. I just want the car washed. I want it cleaned up. I want some wax. That doesn't mean, you know, for people that that always get the wrong idea during these conversations, I always present people what I would do if it were my car. And I always tell people, bare minimum, I would do a one step. I mean, the car hasn't been one stepped or the car hasn't been polished in a while. The car looks, you know, it's got some defects. It's got some, some things we can remove with a one step, two step. And I present all of it. But if somebody just tells me, Hey man, I don't want to pay for that. I don't walk away from the deal. And we have people who may not admit it online, you know, all the time, but we have enough people that have gone to trainings and different things like that, that have been like, well, yeah, when I got back from this training, if people didn't want to do that, I just told them I don't offer that service. It's like, what? You passed up $600 to apply a coding? Because we've had people tell us that. And I know people are going to watch on Facebook Live and people are going to hear this on a podcast or whatever. And they're going to think, Nick and Marty don't even believe in paint correction. Couldn't be further from the truth. I do. I've done as many as much paint correction as almost anybody. And I love it and it's great. And I'll do it every day of my life and my business as long as people hire us to do it. But when you're customer centric, if somebody just wants their car protected and they tell you, I don't want to pay for correction, we have guys walking away from a deal because they don't think that they can apply the coding without paint correction. And it's a mindset that they've gone into, again, that's not even theirs. They just listen to somebody else. They just listen to a coding rep. They just listen to somebody online. They listen to a bunch of falsehoods and got themselves really, Marty, in a situation where their business is more likely to fail. And that's what you need to avoid. You need to ask, does this make sense? And for most people, if you say it out loud, if you wash, you decon, you 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 iron out, you, you prep the surface with a panel wipe, you can apply a coating. You can apply a wax. You can apply a sealant. You know why? Because I've done it for years. You did it for years. Anybody that's been in the business longer than five minutes did it long before coatings existed. You just need the coating to bond. Now, if it were my car and I was going to put a coating on it, I want everybody to hear this. I would at least bare minimum do a one step. That's what I tell every client we ever talk to. That doesn't mean that that's what their belief is going to be, even as hard as I try to tell them that I think it's a good idea. All right. So if we're thinking customer mindset, it doesn't always align up to detailer mindset. Never. Very and that's, rarely. I th I, yeah. And I think that's the main point of these, of this conversation is it's opening up your, your, your mind's eye 
to how can you grow your business? Not how do you become a better detailer, right? Because right. What, what does that do? The more correction you do, it makes you a better detailer. And, yeah, I, applaud, like, and I applaud in sincerity, like as a detailer and you have great paint correction and your skills are amazing. Fuck yeah, man. Fucking awesome. Love it. What the fuck does that mean? When, when it translates to, okay, cool. You're spending all that time. Why? Just so that you can cool. All good. If that's the way you want to do it, no worries. But like you said earlier, we're trying to talk to people that are really trying to grow the, into a business really to go yeah. into if 18, 22 plus years. That's simply all I'm saying is, Great if that's what you want to do, but if you really want to go into a fold out business with it, you got to think customer centric. And there is no way you find us on TikTok, man. We're we are talking nonstop with young TikTokers who who have been fed. That's the only thing that's been out for the past couple of years. So so at least in some of the older crowd, there's some discussion back and forth. Right now yeah. in the younger crowd absolutely zero discussion we are getting reamed wait you put on a coating before that oh you're bad like and nothing but bad 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 because you didn't correct and it's like hey did the customer pay for it yep right the mindset is about the customer it's not about you as a detailer it's not oh. about my skill set it's not about how well i do with a polisher. It's awesome. 100%. Awesome that you do great at it. I love it that you do great at it. Applaud you. But what does that really translate into? Nick, and I think the heartbeat, and the reason why I say it that way is because at the end of the day, you and I look at the way the industry is going. We look at, we try and talk about the economy. We try and talk about, hey, here's some, here could be some big pitfalls for people. Oh yeah. So we're so, by the way, so, we're seeing it. So so guys, I mean Marty, you need to relay this. This isn't about the future. We have guys now who have who have embraced this. I got to do 58 step paint correction before our coding, who are now sinking. Not tomorrow, not in the future, not when the recession hits. And all these things in the news and the, the news companies tell you there's a problem. We have guys now emailing us, DMing us, coming on your pod coming on your pop-up thing, telling you what I haven't had work in weeks. This guy, you know, these guys were, were killing it six months ago. So for all of you that think that this is just some hypothetical BS, it's not hypothetical. We've continually had people on this pod that, that, that think they know what they're talking about. They come on in two seconds, Marty. And they're like, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I guess I don't talk to that many people. When you start talking to people, Really talking to them as you've done, as I've done, as we get contacted, this is no longer in the future. We're no longer wait, waiting for D-Day. The economy has been stumbling for eight months as of you know now. So you guys can think that this is all a joke, and, and this is part of the issue. But we get knowledge. Marty, you got guys you know in OKC. You got guys you know in Tulsa. You got guys you know in the Northeast. You got guys you know in the, in the Southwest that are hurting now. We're at the tip of the iceberg. They're already hurting. 
because of belief systems that they were fed that they never thought through themselves. And this is the problem. Their mindset is some other guy has the answer. And to the young guys out there, I'm here to tell you, those guys who've never detailed a car, customer's car for money, they, there's no chance they have the answer. It's not their fault. They don't, that's not what they're in the business to do. They've been told that that's what they should do as a sales ploy. Okay. But that is not what they should be doing. They should be discussing the chemical makeup of their coding, why it's better, how to apply it, the basics a salesman should be doing. And they just have gone above and beyond making up stories that they know nothing about because they've been fed a way to sell you. And what I'm saying is now, Marty, you, 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 you say all that, or what you just said was we're trying to help. There is, there are people failing now and they're going to be massive failures in the next 24 months. There is no getting around it. We know shop owners taking on extra renters. We know people losing their shop. We know people closing their mobile business. It's, it's great you think it's working for you, but bad business decisions come calling for all of us. So the overall idea is, listen, we, it's to help. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's literally, if, if you're going to continue to grow, continue to move forward, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, whatever, you got to have a customer mindset first. And those are three very important ways that we've seen that you can do it. Nick, man, really like we thought. We thought it would be really great content for guys, and, and, and you're right, man. Nicely done. Yeah. Uh, where do people find you on social? Vegas.rides. Like I said, most guys DM Nick at VegasRides.com if you want to send an email. Uh, anything we can do to help. Uh, we use a lot of things when Marty and I plan these episodes that guys forward us or guys ask us questions. I realize a lot of people don't want to get on here and put their face on and you know, have these tough discussions, understandable, but you can always send us topics and we'll try to get to them on here. Awesome, man. Nick, thank you as always for your time. You can find us uh, on social at Total Auto Solutions or shoot me a text, 918-800-1188 or uh, find us on TikTok, Detail Supply app. Nick might even do a TikTok with you. There it's you go. called a duet. That's what it's called. <laughs> Got it. First all right. of all, I know what it is. <laughs> I'm not 100 years old. <laughs> <laughs> all right man have all right, a good Marty. night appreciate it brother see ya hey detailers this is parker mteu orlando is happening you can pre-register now on mobiletechexpo.com use code pints for 15 percent off and sheldon said use hashtag mte is happening when on social media go to mobiletechexpo.com and use code pints to save 15 percent enjoy the episode Ah! <laughs>